Soulmates, we are ready for yet another conversation on this February 16th. I'm going to let this handsome guy introduce himself in just a moment. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, why black New Yorkers are leaving the Big Apple and the school district that's suspending black students more than any other race. We want to welcome you to Fox Soul's Black Report. I'm Courtney Hicks and welcome to you. Courtney, thank you. I'm Josh Landon. Happy to join you on this uh, right. show. Express to the people what's going on. Express to the people what is happening. We're you, glad to have you here, Detroit native. Absolutely, born and raised. And this is one big family here, Fox mm -hmm. Souls Black Report, mm -hmm. Fox 2. And so you just got off work to come back to work to kind of hang out with yeah. us. So we definitely appreciate it. Anchored to the morning news. I know. Uh, went home for a second, put on a different suit, and uh, yeah. let's get to it. We appreciate you. Anytime, sister. Because I know this is a nap, nap time. I used to do morning news. Typically, <laughs> but uh, we're going to keep it moving. All righty. So also, Courtney, what we have, uh, the ref Al Sharpton has to say regarding Florida's rejection of black courses and how the Big Ten is honoring the yeah. victims of the MSU shooting. They're the stories that impact our people. That's right. It's our news, our views, and our voice. And so let's get into what folks are talking about today. As we begin with President Biden, he has signed a new order to fight racial inequality. Only time will tell if it will work. Now, the order is supposed to review what he calls longstanding disparities in government services and treatment. Now, Biden says he's asked for this from day one and wants to make it an annual requirement for federal departments. The new order also directs federal agencies to have equity teams and name senior leaders who would be accountable for increasing equity and addressing bias. And Josh, after our stories, what we do here, which is a little different from what you do on a day-to-day -day basis, All good. we talk about it for All a right, minute. Let's talk it up. So we have the liberty to say, hey, you know, this is this, I want Biden to bring that State of the Union energy, mm -hmm. come on and bring it to these policies. Yeah. That, of course, uh, he sort of kind of promised black folks on the on the uh, campaign trail. Uh, we, of course, our vote helped uh, push him through on Absolutely. into the White House. And when it comes to criminal justice uh, reform, you've got to talk about racial profiling. You've got to talk about mm -hmm. uh, over uh, criminalization and you have to talk about wrongful conviction. And these are hot buttons in our community. Wrong, and wrongful it's like conviction. Bring, yeah, it's like bring it, Biden. Yes. Mm -hmm. Bring it. Deliver. That's it. That is it. Every single day. Mm -hmm. All right, Courtney. So Lamar Johnson, speaking of that topic, closed his eyes and shook his head silently as the judge announced his decision to vacate his conviction, making him a free man. Johnson was convicted of murder in 1995 and sentenced to life without parole. The state attorney general's office fought to keep Johnson locked up even after the only eyewitness in his trial recanted his testimony and two other men came forward admitting to the murder. Mm. It took about two hours after the, ju the judge ruled for Johnson to walk out of the courtroom and he was all smiles. And these are the kinds of stories yeah. we do all the time, Courtney, where you have people who have served a long sentence, mm -hmm. but there was that key piece of evidence that was ignored. Yeah, and I'm sure you've covered stories like this in, in your career. And what, what bothers me and what is so heartbreaking, Josh, is they can't get this time back. Mm -mm. That is what, three decades, 30 years, that this man is not gonna be able to get back. Think about what has transpired yes. in 30 years. Mm -hmm. It must be heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking yeah. because you just alluded to the key point. You can never get time back. That's right. Yes, they are free, they may get a settlement, mm -hmm. but that time, that five, that 10, that 20 years of seeing their children grow, That's grandchildren, right. yeah. moments mm -hmm. that were lost, they can never recover yeah. those 
moments, they're gone. Think about the technology. I don't think this man, when he went in, there weren't cell phones. No. You know, there wasn't the internet. Mm -mm. Think about all the catch-up he has to do. A lot of catch-up, yeah. and it's a problem that needs to be corrected and Absolutely. stop happening. That's what we were talking about at the top of the show. Come on, Biden. All right, come on, right, Biden. That's it. Come on. Moving along, the U.S. Justice Department is investigating possible civil rights violations by a Mississippi Sheriff's Department after a drug raid last month left a black man with a gunshot wound to the face. Michael Corey Jenkins was the victim, and lawyers claim it was a racially motivated attack, while police say the shooting occurred after someone pointed a gun at deputies during the late night raid at a home. They also say deputies never presented a warrant before forcing their way into the home. Lots of he say, she say. It's going to take a minute, Josh, to sort yes. this thing out. It's, a, it's actually a terrible story. It's a horrible story, Courtney. Yeah. And you hit the point right there. Mm -hmm. You're telling the story and you say they did not present a warrant. Mm -hmm. That's where it goes south. Yeah. Quickly. Mm -hmm. How do you raid someone's home without a warrant? Yeah. It, you know, it all speaks to police reform, which mm -hmm. we've talked a lot about yes. in light of the Nichols case. Mm -hmm. It also speaks to, um, you know, that blue culture, mm -hmm. because, you know, in some cases, this isn't necessarily a black or white thing, but a blue thing in regards yeah. to their behavior, yes. uh, in regards to uh, a lack of, of respect and humanity when it comes to the suspect. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, you know, it's, it, you know, it's not about being judge, jury, and executioner out there on the street. It's about trust. That's right. It's about trust because, again, how can officers come to someone's home, mm -hmm. raid their home, enter their home without the proper yeah. warrant? It's about being able to trust law enforcement that they're going to uphold uh, the oath that they take. Mm -hmm. Yeah, indeed. All righty, a budget meeting in New York City quickly, quickly turned its focus to the amount of black New Yorkers who are leaving the city. Uh, yes, New York Mayor Eric Adams said he is concerned for his teachers and everyday workers because they're being priced out of the city. The latest census shows while the city's overall population grew by over 7% in the past decade, the black population dropped by over 4% with Brooklyn losing nearly 70,000 black residents. Mm. They say the only solution would be to have more affordable housing so people of color can continue to call New York home. It's expensive everywhere, whether it be New York, right here in Detroit. Mm -hmm. I've lived in D.C. I've lived in Charlotte, uh, you know, in Georgia. And I've seen the cost of living just continue to go up. You know, yeah. uh, the, the, the field that we're in, sometimes we jump cities, we jump contracts. Right. And so you're very conscious and aware of what, you know, rent mm -hmm. is. And I know from city to city, whether it's a smaller city or more of a, a, a big metropolis like a D.C. Mm -hmm. or a Chicago, rent is high as hell. Very very high, very high. It is high. Um, and it comes down to a key word, gentrification. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's an ongoing thing that is happening in New York, in yeah. Detroit, in yeah. Chicago, in D.C. Mm -hmm. Every big city where you have people of color, mm -hmm. it tends to be an ongoing Thing. Yeah, and you know the stats show that unfortunately for a lot of us, we're just one or two checks away mm -hmm. from being in you know dire straits, whether homelessness or you know utilities, uh, you know loss of utilities, and so it's a struggle. It's a balance. It's it's a day to day grind uh, just to to live and really just to have the necessities. Think about how high eggs are, milk. Sure, yes. those, are, those are basic staples in the, in the kitchen. And it's also a lesson for us as a community. Mm -hmm. We have to get away from living paycheck to paycheck. This is true. We have to, if it takes us changing our lifestyle, changing our habits for a year, mm -hmm. 
you have to do so. I know, Josh, but it's hard to save. It's hard when to that, save. When that, when that check is like this it, and, it, and your, and your it, demands are like this, it or is, your it, needs rather. It, it's, it's a fine line, yeah. my sister, a very fine line, but you have to look at your finances. Mm -hmm. But also more help is needed. Yeah, we got we to gotta keep making a, a, a dollar out of 15 cents like we always have. Amen, amen. <laughs> All right, we're moving on here. A North Carolina school district is in hot water for their rate of suspensions when it comes to, you guessed it, black students. Charlotte Mecklenburg, speaking of Charlotte, schools has a, a black student population that makes up about 36% of students, but 68% of out-of-school suspensions all this uh, comes after the district decided to give themselves a progress report on suspensions and found the overwhelming gap in that data. Now, the district says their performance is off track, but says there's been slight improvements since the last year. I'm looking forward to them, you know, putting those stats out there to yeah. see what those improvements are. Because, listen, if you don't address, yeah. you know, what the issues are, I don't understand how you can expect, uh, you know, better uh, performance numbers, if you will. You can't continue to do an old thing with new, way, new ways mm -hmm. uh, or, or uh, a new thing with old ways. And if if these are numbers are so disproportionate in regards to black to white students who's getting suspended, it, it, it sounds like a racial thing to me. And then also, depending on these kids' environments, mm -hmm. where they grow up, where they live, mm -hmm. if you're so quick to kick them out of school, their home, their parents are at work. Yeah. No telling what they may get into when they walk out their doors mm -hmm. during that suspension. Yeah and get into more trouble. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is resources. Absolutely. On this show, we've often talked about, you know, we, we want better for our children. Mm -hmm. We talk about the crime rate and, and how young people are getting pulled into a specific lifestyle, but it's the resources. And we, and we know for there to be better or more resources, there needs to be more money. So I think it comes down to, to, to that dollar once again when it comes to the, the, the caretaking, if mm. you will, of our kids. Money talks. Money talks. All right. Indeed. East Bay Congresswoman Barbara Lee is preparing to enter the race for the soon-to-be-vacant California Senate seat currently held by Diana Feinstein. Congresswoman Lee filed paperwork for the 2024 election yesterday. Her announcement to join the race is expected to be by the end of the month. She would be the third major candidate to officially announce plans to run for a Diane Feinstein Senate seat. And if she wins, she would be the only black female senator currently here in the U.S. Yeah, and, and, and that is needed. That mm. representation is needed. Yes, it is. Uh, she is... Uh, she's an under underdog mm -hmm. in regards uh, to the numbers. How has um, that stopped any of us before? Th that's true, but you know, as, in regards to her opponents, I mean, we're talking about millions of supporters, yes. and she, and she, you know, doesn't doesn't quite uh, fit those numbers mm. just yet. So hopefully, as she continues to campaign and put her agenda out there, maybe she she'll amass more uh, uh, followers and supporters, and and really, really. Um, uh, have a stake in the particular race because it's needed. We need we need a black senator. Let me when you talk about in that senator mm -hmm. and so, I'm going to bring up someone who ran for senator many years ago. Mm. And at first we were saying like, who is this individual? I think okay. you kind of know who I'm point, alluding to. Point taken. Uh, point former taken. President Barack Obama. Point taken. It was like, who is this guy? And I feel like I feel like he went from junior uh, senator to like, I'm the president. I'm your president. Just now. like that. I'll give you that. Great so, point. Great point. Kind of from obscurity, mm -hmm. uh, and then you know we all knew who he was by way of that great intro via Oprah Winfrey, and then voila, here we go. So I'll give you that, Josh. That was good. But we shall see. We shall see. All right. All right. Missouri faith leaders, activists, and elected officials are fighting back against the Republican-led House for shutting down a black lawmaker's speech. Here we go. 
again. Now, the House also passing a bill that could strip power from the black woman elected as St. Louis prosecutor to appoint a special prosecutor to handle violent crimes in areas with high homicide rates. Uh, now you may remember a similar upset in Mississippi where the Republican-led legislature voted uh, to take power away from local leaders in the city of Jackson. I think, you know, politically, it will always be a struggle, and that's why we have shows like Fox Soul's mm -hmm. uh, Black Report to keep soulmates on top of what's happening, you know, not only in and around their cities, but around this country, uh, yes. and, and to let the brothers uh, and sisters mm -hmm. from this city know what's happening in this city and so on and so forth. And politically, you know, on the other side of, of the aisle, um, you know, folks are very slick. Mm. Uh, and uh, it, it really causes you to really have to uh, man up, woman up, pay attention, read. Yes. Do some deep dives so you can be clear on the issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you don't let a person voice their perspective, mm -hmm. come on now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of expresses a guilt to mm -hmm. begin with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You spoke your piece, let me speak mine. Yeah, or that how you feel, who you are, and what, what you represent, and, and what you come from, for some reason doesn't matter, or doesn't mm. matter enough. That's the problem I see with it. All right. Yeah. The Rev Al Sharpton is the latest to speak out against Florida's decision to reject an AP Black Studies course. The Reverend spoke to crowds criticizing DeSantis' administration for attacking black culture after black leaders and lawmakers led a march to Florida State Capitol. Now, this debate began last month when Florida announced it was rejecting the course by the college board, saying it violated state law and was historically inaccurate. Now, you know, we appreciate you being here, Josh, uh, you know, guest starring, as we say it in, in radio. Happy for, to, for, for to hang out. For the live Corte, and, and this is his jam. There's these these AP courses, this yeah. this scandal, if you will. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it really is a slap in the face. It is so disrespectful. And, and what I keep saying, uh, you know, story in and story out concerning this topic is our history, mm. our history yep, yep, yep. is American history. Absolutely. And, and the thought that someone would think anything less is just, um, it is, um, it's nasty, it's evil, and it, and it causes anger, uh, fr frustration, you know, how dare you, mm -hmm. you know, not Absolutely. to think that our history is American history, and that just like other uh, cultures' history, should be a part of this, mm -hmm. these studies, should be a part of these history books. It should be, and we're here in Detroit, yeah. at Fox 2 Detroit, mm -hmm. we're Fox Soul, mm -hmm. the Black Report is being recorded right now. Mm -hmm. And here in Detroit, you have two communities, Black Bottom and Paradise Valley. Mm. You're and, taking me back. Yes. And, <laughs> Mr. Native. Yes. And those are two communities <laughs> yeah. adjacent that are no longer here. Mm -hmm. And it was history for a very long time, mm -hmm. not even being taught in Detroit public schools. Mm -hmm. So you're alluding to the point of our history is part of American history. That's right. And Black Bottom and Paradise Valley, that's part of Detroit's history. But again, a lot of people who live here, who grew up here, yeah. don't even know don't about even it. Don't even know that. And, and how many other cities, think about all the other cities mm -hmm. where they have areas yes. like, like you described. Absolutely. And, and not knowing about generations, not knowing about it because, you know, th these stories have been erased, mm -hmm. you know, or are trying to be erased by those who feel that these stories aren't worthy and valuable. It's a similar tale in many stories across our country. Yeah. Indeed. Mm -hmm. All right. As many of us are trying to come to terms 
with the senseless mass shooting at my beloved MSU. The Big Ten is honoring the lives uh, lost due to this tragedy. Several sports teams are finding ways to show their support to those affected following the deadly shooting. The school's basketball team revealed they would not practice in their previously uh, for their previously scheduled game. Uh, the Big Ten is also trying to figure out scheduling to keep the team from having to withdraw from the conference this year. And uh, as we are still reeling from this uh, un unbelievable, just act of, of, of senseless act of violence mm -hmm. and, and, and just evil and, and still shock and, and still being, you know, in a state of shock and just unbelieving, being not being able to wrap your mind. I can't even talk about it. Wrap your mind. It's hard, it's hard to really discuss. Um, yeah. Three young lives, mm -hmm. all from Metro Detroit, and even more irony behind it. Uh, Ariel and Brian, Ariel Anderson and Brian Frazier. Ariel grew up in Harper Woods, Michigan. Brian Frazier in Gross Point. Harper Woods, Gross Point, those two communities are adjacent to each other. Yeah, yeah. It, it just. It, and they actually attended the same school district. So you yes. had Gross Point North and Gross, Gross Point, Point South. South. I mean, what are, I heard the superintendent speak. Mm -hmm. What are the chances? What are the chances? Uh, and they were just all three bright, bright mm -hmm. people. I know Ariel wanted to be, I do believe, a, a pediatrician. Yes. Uh, the other young man was a, a, a scholar and a leader, mm -hmm. president of his uh, undergrad. Uh, uh, and undergrad. Alex Werner, she wanted yeah. to be a, for, a forensic scientist, yes. I believe. Yes, yes. Just unbelievable. And, and really, Josh, the, the, the fallout and the other stories that are coming to light mm -hmm. with uh, Oxford students and Sandy Hook having students. Having to relive oh my a very similar trauma. Heart sank. Sandy Hook, back when they were little kids, and Oxford, barely a year removed. In those classrooms, in that classroom, mm. when, when that... Uh, shooter decide to come in and, and, and wreak havoc like that. And you mm -hmm. went to you went to Eastern, I'm at Michigan State, mm -hmm. uh, you know, brother sister schools not too far from each other. Green and, and white. I know same different kind of green, but the same, but I love the way we've all come together. Yes. Michigan, Michigan State, Eastern, mm -hmm. uh, all central, all the schools here in Michigan, how all the students and the faculty and those families and alumni have come together in support of this situation. We have to use this tragedy to come together. Yeah. And to learn from each other. Indeed. Yeah. All right, coming up on the uh, Fox News Black Report. Black women are leaving, you don't say, the U.S. in record numbers. Oh, hey, I'm not <laughs> mad at it, my sister. We'll tell you why and where they're going after the break. You're watching Fox News Black Report. We'll be right back. Welcome back. A new study funded by Real Estate, which looked into how black Americans are doing financially almost three years into the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, so according, Josh, uh, to a study, 54% of black Americans reported that their income rose, that's a good thing, in the past 12 months, yeah. but 58% of them said they would lose everything in, uh, in case of a recession, if a recession were to happen. Now, although roughly 60% of black Americans have a gloomy view of the economy, 58% believe that the U.S. economy will rebound in 2023, and 31% think their personal finances 
will improve. Hmm. So to cope with the recession, experts advise prioritizing pay, uh, paying off debt, building an emergency fund, delaying large purchases, and possibly delaying uh, retirement and yeah. on paper that all sounds good yeah. but I think when you get into the day-to-day -day, again we just talked earlier about how it's hard to save mm -hmm. um, how it's hard to balance uh, the, the the rising prices of your staples that that you need every day like eggs and sugar and right. butter and milk and things of that for nature. people who don't make um, that's right a decent income if you mm -hmm, will mm -hmm. are concern any concerns for you about some saying this thing is going to happen. Some say it's not happening. I don't think uh, government officials who are in that financial fiscal lane have been as clear as they need to be. Mm. I think, you know, it's a based individual basis, uh, based by case by case. Yeah. Some might be feeling it. Some might not, depending on where you are financially. I, I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, I'm taking the approach of changing my, my lifestyle, changing mm. my spending, mm -hmm. because there are certain things I want to do. I have a, a good job. I make a yeah. good income, mm -hmm. but I still have goals I want to reach by the end of the year, so mm -hmm. it, it cuts back from going out yeah. as often, eating out as often. It's tough. Maybe not buying a new suit. Not those, the big big steak dinner at the big yeah, fancy yeah, restaurant. Yeah, 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 we're gonna, we're gonna leave the filet mignon, <laughs> filet mignon at home and you know cook at home, but yeah. again, if you're trying to reach certain goals, yeah. regardless if you're making a good income or not, mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to change your lifestyle and as our parents say, yeah. sometimes you have to cut back. I know, but it's so hard but to do. But you gotta do it. But I'm a sister and I wanna be cute. It's the hair, yeah. it's the nails, I it's mean, the brows, it's the lashes. And you are very cute, Thank Courtney. Thank you. You're, 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 you're gorgeous. And you're just as handsome. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's so yeah. hard. It's like, you, and then and then you end up robbing Peter to pay Paul. And it's like, mm, I need my hair done. Let yeah. me pay my rent on the third instead of the fir first. But, but I mean, see these that, are like for real adjustments that happen, you know, but that you, you have to you, make. You have to make the those adjustments because real talk other communities make those adjustments mm -hmm. and they go for the long haul mm -hmm. can't think about always right here right now yeah you have to think about a year from now potentially five years from now what's the end game I think what I'm hearing is discipline absolutely discipline Vision. okay okay uh -huh. okay I'm trying all right me too <laughs> retired NBA player Carmelo Anthony is expanding his business portfolio with his latest venture as a partner of ISO uh, 7 sports investments which aims to provide growth capital for sports leagues teams and emerging properties worldwide uh, his investment firm is led by former WWE co-presidents George Barrios and Michelle Wilson. Anthony will collaborate with uh, ISO's 7's team to create value across the sports ecosystem and also commit to giving 1% of profits earned to underrepresented populations and underserved communities. So the latest venture follows Anthony's namesake apparel and lifestyle brand Stay Me Soho, <laughs> uh, which launched late last year. And I just love how these new athletes are athleting, mm -hmm. if you will. They have really, it's a different kind of athlete. Yes. Uh, the way they are able to monetize their careers and their name and their brand, it's just mind blowing and from just a generation or so ago. And it's a great example for the youth who look up to them. Mm -hmm. It's not about just being out and about being flashy, showing yeah. that you make a lot of money, but mm -hmm. also turning that money around, investing that money, yeah. growing your, your yeah. empire, growing your financial stability. Yeah, these guys are like 
bosses through and through, mm -hmm. not only on the court in regards to how they perform, athletically speaking, but, you know, off the court in these boardrooms, you know, sitting down with these big corporations and them kind of having the power and knowing they have the power to sort of kind of dictate and mm. sway these deals the way they want them to go. They have a place at the table and yeah, they man. are they are setting an example again. I agree. For future generations. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, now over to Florida. Miami plastic surgeon Dr. Oliver Simmons has been penalized for his role in a Brazilian butt lift surgery uh -oh. that resulted in the death of Tanisha Walker. Wow, the doctor mm. received a $10,000 fine, a letter reprimand against his license, and was required to pay $9,588 in investigation and prosecution costs. He must also lecture on BBL surgery, safety, and risk factors. Dr. Simmons injected fat mm. into Walker's glottal muscles despite her pre-existing conditions and medical history. Mm. Now, an autopsy revealed that he violated Florida law during that surgery. You know, I, mm. nothing against, um, you know, cosmetic surgery. I just think yeah. it's a safety factor. You're really going to have to um, do your research mm. and make this sure these doctors and their records are on the up and up. That's a little difficult to do when sisters and some brothers decide to do, you know, the overseas uh, yes. trip. Um, a lot of those doctors aren't regulated in the same ways that um, they are here in the States. And I know uh, operations like, you know, the BBL, the Brazilian butt lift, it gets a lot of a lot of flack. Some people mm. say, you know, why you need to do that? Others say, you know, this is what I want to do with my body to enhance it. Um, I just think whatever you decide to do on the side of getting this procedure done, do your research and Bingo. cheaper, you know, you, you know, cheaper always mm. isn't isn't better. Most times it's not. Not when it involves your body. That's right. And if you got to, like we were saying, save a little something, yeah. you know, to, to go to someone who might be a little bit more pricey, but more credible and, and more of an expert and a better track record, then that's what needs to be done. Yeah, because you have a lot of individuals who are conducting these kinds of procedures and they're not properly licensed. They're mm -hmm. not properly trained. They're just taking an online course here yeah. and there and going for it. Yeah. And tragedies like this occur. Okay, so your so your thought, you know, if, if if it's done and it's done right, is that cool for you or you don't necessarily care for it? You know, a lot of a lot of women are we are if we're into this now. Oh yeah, you asking me? Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> this brother right here, I'm all about natural. <laughs> natural. Oh, natural. Yeah, okay. keep it natural. You, you got what you but got. You, but you but you wouldn't. You I, I, wouldn't. I don't knock. I don't knock it. Okay, I don't that's knock what I'm it. saying. That's I'm not I'm knocking saying. it, but. Okay. I, I like natural. I hear you. Do you? Okay. And do you well? Well, it could be it could be naturally <laughs> cosmetically redone. <laughs> I'm not knocking it. You're asking. I'm just sharing my candor. You. you know. I appreciate but, 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 it. If it looks good, it looks good. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I can't win that one. <laughs> <laughs> not with not with some women. You wouldn't be able to. Alrighty. According to Bloomberg, black professional women in the U.S. are leaving the country for better living conditions abroad. This small but significant exodus has increased amid the COVID-19 pandemic and social unrest with the U.S., uh, with women looking for better lives for themselves and their children, improve health care, a simpler life to protect their children from school shootings, mm. and the easy access to drugs. Many are turning to social media to share relocation tips, offering coaching and uh, turning uh, ideas uh, into online businesses as well, and obtaining residency. Uh, popular destinations among black Americans include Mexico, Portugal, I didn't know that, and wow. the Caribbean. I'm, I'm part Caribbean, so I would definitely, you know, if, if had the chance, you know, go back to Antigua. That's where my granny's uh, mom's family is from. Yeah. I've got 
girlfriends mm -hmm. who have left the country. Wow. And they left it during the pandemic. Mm. I think the pandemic for them was like, okay, I'm done. This mm -hmm. is it. Um, even though it was a worldwide, you know, situation. But we also had civil unrest. Yes, yes, at the same time. Mm -hmm. And they just they just sought solace, uh, solace, if you will, in, in another country. So one's in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. We talk often, okay. you know, thank goodness for social media. Yes. Uh, a lot of uh, girlfriends um, chose to teach over in Dubai. Mm. And um, uh, I've got a girlfriend whose mom uh, lived in Mexico. And that was just the norm. Wow. And, and it was because, you know, they were really tired and fed up with, with the U.S. And they mm. felt like uh, they could be more of who they were meant to be by living uh, overseas. Uh, and they have not looked back. I mean, have bought homes. Their children are there uh, and, and have really become a part of that society. And they're not coming back. That should be an eye opener. Yeah, better them than me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> America is tough, and sometimes being black in America is tough, but I'm mm. not going to trade it out for no other country. Yeah, I think I'll stay put, <laughs> but... Um, I think I'm here. But, I, but I you, you, can, you can respect that perspective. Yeah. 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 Um, Pulled up, like, And again, it's, it, should be, I say, it should be an eye-opener mm -hmm. for the leaders of our states, mm -hmm. the leaders of our nation, where you That's have good. people who are willing to pack up and, be and go to a whole nother country mm -hmm. where they know little about the whole new game, yeah. but they're willing to take that yeah, chance. But there's this whole new black movement of people actually going back to Africa. You yeah. know, they're, they're discovering different countries, the resources, you know, how welcoming it is, uh, and they, they are gone. They are out of here. Right on. Yeah. Okay. I don't... To, to each is that's own. it. Thank you. you to each is right own, but uh, it's very it's, again. It should be an eye opener for our leaders. I agree. All right. I agree. Still ahead, a shocking discovery, Courtney. Hundreds of years later, hmm, we'll tell you exactly what was found at the birth site of Harriet Tubman. Don't go anywhere. You're watching Fox News Black Report. Welcome back, Soulmates. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day and for joining in on the conversation. We're going to take a minute to highlight some of today's top headlines. Let's go to New York, where Mayor Eric Adams says his focus is on the budget and the number of black residents leaving the city. The latest census shows while the city's overall population grew by over 7% in the past decade, the black population dropped by over 4% with Brooklyn losing nearly 70,000 black residents. Wow. Let's go to North Carolina where the school district is in hot water for their rate of suspensions when it comes to black students. Charlotte Mecklenburg schools has a black student population that makes up about 36% of students, but 68% of out of school suspensions. The district says their performance is off track, you don't say, but there's uh, been slight improvements since the last year. We're looking forward to seeing those improvements, Charlotte. All right, the struggle is real. According to a new study, 54% of black Americans reported that their income rose in the past 12 months, and that's a good thing, but 58% said they would lose everything uh, if a recession came, but more than half believe the U.S. economy will rebound this year. And according to Bloomberg, black professional women in the U.S. are leaving the country for better living conditions abroad. This small but significant exodus has increased amid the COVID-19 pandemic and social unrest in the U.S. with black women looking for better lives for themselves and their kids. Popular destinations among 
Black Americans include Mexico, Portugal, and the Caribbean. Now, for the full rundown on these stories and more, you can access Fox Soul's video on demand uh, by checking out any of our partners. You can even access past shows and other Black-centered content. And don't forget to download the Fox Soul app. Josh Landon in for Nick Cordelai-Corte. Over to you. All right, Courtney, thank you. Queens, New York is making black history by celebrating firefighter Regina Wilson. Take a look here. Wilson has become the first woman to hold the position of board president for the Fraternal Order of Black Firefighters. Mayor Eric Adams was on hand to swear in Wilson and the rest of the executive board. The Fraternity Order of Black Firefighters was founded in 1940. That is a good look. Uh-huh. A darn good look. Yeah. yeah. I remember there was like a calendar or a social media post that went viral mm -hmm. of some beautiful sisters who were firefighters, who were chiefs and captains. I want to say it was maybe Philly or New York. Mm -hmm. They looked fabulous. And, and, you know, as a fighter fighter, you have to be strong and you have to be fearless. And these women embodied all of that. Yeah. Uh, what I'm enjoying about the show, many things, uh -huh. hanging out with you, of course. Uh, another fact I'm enjoying about the show, this conversation this hour has been about women of color mm -hmm. making history. Oh, yeah. Not just people of color, but specifically women of yeah, color. Yeah, you know. Ain't no another, another step in the right direction. You know we always go make it better and heal the world yeah. and take care of y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah. We need taken care of. We need all the taken care of. You know that's what we do when we put folks in office mm -hmm. and, you know, and yeah, we fix campaigns mm -hmm. and all kinds of good stuff. But yeah, right on it. Yeah. It's another well, great example. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Absolutely. We appreciate you being here. My pleasure. All right, black men. Let's talk about some black men. All right. Okay, across All right. the country. <laughs> from uh, D-Nice to Ed Gordon, our mourning, unfortunately, the loss mm. of Atlanta civil servant, civic leader, philanthropist, and entrepreneur Thomas W. Dorch Jr. Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens wrote, this is a sad day for our city. We have lost another soldier. Uh, with uh, during the days uh, in government or during his tenure leading 100 black men of Atlanta and later 100 black men of America. Tommy never lost sight of his mission. That's a quote there. Dorch was a member of the 100 black men of Atlanta and several civic uh, and faith-based organizations. Mr. Dorch died yesterday at the age of 72. He also was a friend and advisor to uh, King Center's CEO, Dr. Bernice A. King, who also affects we called him Tommy. He was elected to six terms as a national chairman of 100 Black Men of America Incorporated. He would also go on to serve as chairman Demetrius. There is no immediate word on when services or memorials will be held. A huge uh, figure uh, not only in the Atlanta area, but, you know, across the country mm -hmm. uh, in regards to just, you know, the betterment of black folks. You know, I worked with the 100 black men of, of mm -hmm. D.C. He was, of course, a leader of that organization nationally. Speaking of black men and, and, your con and, and the contributions of black men to our society, I don't want that to go uh, lost. But with his passing, um, a deep hole, I do believe mm -hmm. there was a, a, an illness there but he leaves a huge, huge hole. He really does. Yeah. Well, yeah. He paved the way in many ways. Indeed. And he will not be forgotten. That's true. All right. Maryland archaeologists have uncovered African religious artifacts where Harriet Tubman was born into slavery in 1822, officials announced this week. 
Governor Westmore joined archaeologists from the Maryland Department of Transportation at the Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad Visitor Center to make the announcement. The artifacts were found in the ruins of an enslaved overseer's house, possibly Jerry Manoki, not far from the home of Ben Ross Tubman's father. Both buildings were on the land of slave owner Anthony Thompson. Governor Moore called Tubman one of the state's true matriarchs, calling the discovery a truly incredible find. The findings will soon be on display at the visitor center. Hmm, you know that Harriet Tubman story, it just it just keeps on giving. Yes, it, it does. She is the gift that just keeps on giving. And I want to say, you know, whether it be Black History Month or some sort of special occasion mm -hmm. marking her legacy, you always, for me, there's always something more or different another dynamic, another layer that you find out about. Yeah, an incredible woman she was. Mm -hmm. And yeah. as you just alluded to, we keep on learning more and more history about her. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that will stop anytime soon. Yeah, and how far stretched, you know, that uh, those routes were and all the different resources that were used. I was just reading something the other day that there was a particular color blue mm -hmm. that the slaves would paint their porch uh, to let other slaves know the messages to, to, to a particular uh, shade of blue, um, hush puppies, wow. <laughs> the way you braided your hair, they putting rice in your hair. I mean, it's just, it, it just, it, the story it, never ends, which is why it's so important for us to have these stories and, and have these things documented and for us to study and learn about them and it also in our history books. And it also showcases the level of intelligence and, and that slaves. And, and, demonstrated yeah. while in bondage. Intelligence, clever, mm -hmm. um, you know, just how brilliant, again, how they were uh, in, in the ways that they planned to escape. And uh, it's just so fascinating. It is absolutely fascinating. And it came on up this way uh, because uh, for true freedom, at, at one point it was uh, to get to Canada mm -hmm. where you would have the true, true freedom. And so, you know, Detroit plays a, a huge role in, in that uh, in that path as well. Indeed. Yeah. All righty, let's get into some black history. We're going to get into what happened today in black history. Rapper, actor Tracy Morrow, better known as Ice-T, turns 65 today. Ice-T is one of the pioneers of the gangster rap genre and was also one of the first rappers to make the successful transition to actor as he is the longest running male actor on a TV series, Law & Order. SVU as Detective Tutu Ola. Also on this day, 1972, Wilt Chamberlain hit the 30,000 point mark during a game with the Phoenix Suns. And those are your Black History highlights for today. Right on. Uh, yeah, Ice, Ice T did his thing at he, the Grammys. Do, and I can't believe, you know, listen, mm. I remember he was, you know, gangster rapper from the West and mm. he was pretty vulgar. He sure and was. for him to, you know, get into uh, this acting thing and now be named the longest running male, mm -hmm. black or white, it's yep. Hispanic, longest running male in a TV series by way of Law and Order is just amazing. But he says <laughs> there's a, you know, a lot of joking across social media. All he really says is, yeah. 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 Damn. <laughs> really? <laughs> but it worked. Yeah. It's worked. It's worked. And the brother does a, a lot more than that. I know, but yeah. when you see folks kind of tap mm -hmm. in on social media, uh, especially after he was named uh, with this, uh, 
Yeah, it really is. I think it's an honor. You know, acting is tough. It is tough. And to be in that position for as many years as he's been, mm -hmm. and all the different ups and downs and the different um, ch uh, character changes, personnel yeah. changes in in that whole franchise, mm -hmm. that's uh, something to be said. Uh, he is using his talent mm -hmm. and hard work to get to this point. Yeah. Right on, brother. And we know a little something about that. Amen. Talent and hard work. Mm -hmm. keep, keep it pushing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, got to keep pushing. All right, still ahead, major changes are coming to this year's All-Star Game. All right, we'll tell you all about the new additions to this year's event. We'll be right back. All right, get ready for a thrilling NBA All-Star Weekend with uh, some of the best basketball players in the world and hmm. a diverse mix of entertainment, including Afrobeats-themed halftime show. Yeah, this is something new. Nigerian hmm. artists Burna Boy, Timms, and Rima will All take right. the stage to perform, allowing Afrobeats to gain new fans on this massive platform. Fast X star Vin Diesel will introduce the players in a family-themed segment, while local stars like Jewel and Post Malone will perform during the festivities. Now, the Rising Stars game, the Celebrity game, and the All-Star Saturday night uh, festivities will take place on February 19th for the big game airing live on TNT and TBS. And it's so interesting how this yeah. All-Star weekend has evolved over the years. Absolutely. It is, it's like a Hollywood main red carpet event. It's, oh, it's definitely you know? an event. Um, and and no, pun no pun intended against other sports, mm -hmm. but one thing I do appreciate about the NBA in particular, mm -hmm. they have a way of tapping into the culture. Mm, you think a little bit better than maybe the NFL? I mean, NFL. Possib I possibly. Mean, Again, I, I don't want to take a jab at the NFL yeah. or the MLB or the NHL mm -hmm. or uh, soccer and so on. Yeah. But I, I would say the NBA has a way of just tapping into the culture just a a, a tad, tad bit, bit more. more, just a I, tad I, I bit more. I think it has a lot to do with just better representation. Okay. Um, we all know the struggle in the NFL. Mm. Most of the players are all black. Mm. We all know there's a struggle with with uh, you know black coaches right. in particular, the head coaching position and ownership. We, yeah, we all know there's a struggle with ownership. So maybe that has something to do with it. I want to say that the NFL is making better efforts. I definitely mean, making better efforts. The, for the, sure. the Super Bowl was hashtag all black for a minute with the two yeah. black quarterbacks. You yeah. had Cheryl. Mm. You had Babyface. Yeah. I I feel Chris Stapleton was an honorary black man the way he sung that national anthem. He had a lot so. of bass. <laughs> had a lot of bass in yeah. that voice. But I think, you know, the NBA just has always been real funky and clever with yes. the way they go about rolling stuff out and mm -hmm. kind of being ahead of the curve and innovative. And mm -hmm. so I think you're right with that. Hey, yeah. it's just a little observation. Mm -hmm. That's all. All right, in other NBA All-Star Weekend news, 14-time NBA All-Star player Carl Malone, known as the mailman, is set to judge the upcoming dunk contest at the All-Star Weekend. But fans are now questioning that decision to involve him due to his past relationship with a 13-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. When Malone was 20 years old and playing for Louisiana Tech, he impregnated a 13-year-old girl, which led to the birth of his son. Malone had no relationship with his son until he was 17, which has also tarnished his reputation. Twitter users have pointed out the situation and expressed their concerns about Malone's past. Right. Talk about going from a high to a low. We talk about how great yeah. you know, everything is with the upcoming All-Star Weekend. And then you get into this conversation. The, the only thing I can think of is mm. 
you know, are, are you going to allow the past to be the past or should it always be a determining factor? Mm. You know what bothered me a little bit? We just watched the um, Grammys and LL Cool J introduced an inaugural award named after Dr. Dre. Mm. And I can clearly remember back in my day being first generation hip hop as we celebrate 50 years of right hip hop, on. that Dre was a pretty a pretty controversial figure mm -hmm. um, because there were accusations of, of, of abuse towards women. So Ooh. at what point you know, are we are we going to always hold them, you hold their feet to the fire and hold them to what has happened in the past, especially mm -hmm. after they say, I've learned my lesson, I'm a new man or a new woman now, or is this always going to play a factor? And you have to take into account, he was a 20-year-old young man mm -hmm. when he impregnated this 13-year-old girl. And when that child was born, his son, mm -hmm. he was still a young man. Mm -hmm more than likely not ready, ready to be a father. Mm -hmm. Therefore, maybe that played a huge part in him not being involved in his son's life Could until be. that kid was 17. We don't know. Mm -hmm. Just looking at, story. yeah, we don't know the full story. Just looking at the circumstances from an outside point of view. Mm -hmm. But we know that 20 and 13 don't match. Yeah, yet. 20 and 13 don't match. We know that. <laughs> so, it didn't match then, it doesn't yeah, match now. That yeah. part we do know, yeah. that's a different conversation. How, I'm I know you mean how, you, how it played out. Yeah, yeah it's, it's different elements to mm -hmm. where, alluding to your point. Yeah. At one point, do you say he deserves a second chance to yeah. redeem his reputation? Yeah. Well, maybe the NBA feels that way, seeing as though he's a huge part of, of the NBA All-Star Weekend coming up. And I know his big vice is he never won a championship, as great of a player as he was. The only, Doesn't the, have a ring. And before we got into his background, mm -hmm. the question that came to mind is, you got Karl Malone judging the slam dunk contest, but he was never known to dunk. I yeah, no. that, that, that's a little weird it too. Was, it was post hook, post hook, I know. jump shot. I, and I, I was never wrecking my brain like, but did he, was he ever in the slam dunk? I contest? never know. Carmen Lawrence just mm. no. Great player, no, but he was he had a dope yeah. inside game. Now he was yeah, a man. Like however, he, he wasn't he wasn't dunking. Now. <laughs> that's not, a good that I recall. Good observation there. Right. All right, Ice Cube is making headlines. First, he called out Billboard uh, for excluding him from its 50 best rappers of all time list. Shame on Billboard. And then secondly, Cube is reportedly discussing selling ownership of some of the teams in his big three basketball league. He's talking with, with investors. Mm. You know, he is seeing or seeking rather more sponsorships by pitching the league to advertisers. Now, the three on three league, which features former NBA players, consists of 12 teams and runs from June through August culminating with a two-week postseason. The Big Three League will begin its sixth season this summer, hitting 10 cities with the games being aired uh, by CBS, which which is huge because when he first launched this particular mm -hmm. lead, I don't think it was necessarily seen as a joke, but it, it you know, the NBA is such a powerhouse. Yes. No different yeah. how from how the USFL, mm -hmm. you know, has a has a hard battle with, you know, the, the NFL, NFL. Right. Of course. But I think it's the celebrity of it all. Mm -hmm. I think it's the the the, the funkiness, the hip, mm -hmm. the culture of it all. And a lot of these guys on these teams are guys that either were plagued by injury and have yeah. made a comeback or never really made it to the mm -hmm. NBA or um, were street players who now have a chance to play, you know, organized basketball. So I think that the, the underdogs and I think people really took to that. Absolutely. And it's another way to support the culture. That's it. And That's Cube it. has done a great job at going after big names in a mm -hmm. sense, too, that are no longer in the NBA, are no mm -hmm. longer, didn't have that opportunity. But still but, have a draw. But you, yeah, still have a draw. You, you know that name when you mm -hmm. hear it, like mm -hmm. Rashad Lewis, or yeah. of course Iverson, mm -hmm. and so on and so on. Yeah, and, and Ice Cube, let's face it, he, at this point, he is the culture. 
Who oh. knew? When you think about these hosts, Ice T, because I remember how mm. they started off. Ice T, Dr. Dre, um, Ice Cube, and, and I look at their careers now. I'm like, whoa. I mean, these people are moguls. Yes. They're philanthropists. Mm. They're you know, they're, they're bosses, and and you go, especially Dr. Dre. I need somebody to Google Dr. Dre. Um, um, world class wrecking crew. That's all I'm gonna say. I've been playing The Watcher the past week or so. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just saying. All right, the BBC is getting ready to drop a bombshell with a documentary and an eight-part podcast series about the life and career of rapper and fashion mogul Kanye West called We Know We Called We Need to Talk About Kanye and the Kanye Story. The project will examine West's place in popular culture and the controversy surrounding his recent anti-Semitic comments. Investigative journalist Mobin Azar will produce the documentary for BBC Two and Forest Sounds will produce the podcast. The release date has not yet been announced. Are we still interested in Yay, Josh? I can't touch it. I, I can't, was, I, yeah. um, it's one I, I don't, listen, I'd be interested if there was the documentary about his healing, because I feel he needs healing, that's yes, just me. Yes, absolutely. So if he was going maybe to start to talk to people or mm -hmm. some kind of trip where he's getting away and he could talk to folks and really begin to, I don't know, center and balance himself again. In I mean, my opinion, I'd watch that. Yeah, I mean, I run the rhetoric stuff. Yeah, when I'm at the gym and working out, fellow guys mm -hmm. around each mm -hmm. other, and mm -hmm. the conversation has come up, and there have been some people who have tried to defend Kanye's comments. Mm -hmm. You can't touch. <laughs> For me, I can't touch it. I can't. Touch I can't. It. I like yeah. it. It's like. Yeah. Freedom of speech, but... Uh, but come on. Yeah, he's, it's, it's been a bit much. I just want some yeah. healing for him. Healing, yeah. there we go, sister. Yeah. Healing, that mm -hmm. is the key word. Hopefully that podcast, that documentary... Mm -hmm. Will help. Will, will, we'll yeah, lead him to that. Yeah, lead him to yeah. healing. All right, a 19-year-old Howard University student named Kayla Austin won $25,000 for her invention, My Gun's Been Moved, at Pharrell Williams' Mighty Dream Forum and Black Ambition event last year. Her invention provides gun owners with a 24-7 monitor and notification if their gun has been moved. Austin says she was inspired to create the technology after hearing about gun violence and participating in a youth program. Her invention has been recognized by uh, CES Tech and recognition from Teen Vogue. She has started a GoFundMe campaign to raise $70,000 to complete the software application and launch the product to eliminate severe trauma in communities across the country. You can learn more at MyGunsBeenMoved.com. What a brilliant invention. Right. Brilliant. Yeah. Who, I mean, to, to, to have a device attached to your gun when that'll alert you when it's mm. been moved. Yes. And, and, it, and it's not because you moved it, mm -hmm. you know, where maybe someone has had uh, access to it which leads to the type of stories that we've been talking about. Too for, many stories exactly. of children mm -hmm. gaining mm -hmm. access to firearms mm -hmm. inside of homes. So this piece of technology mm -hmm. could potentially play a factor in those preventing those kinds yeah, of situations. Yeah. Or, or folks who, who, you know, mentally, as far as their capacity is concerned, shouldn't have a hold of a gun either. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, that alert would be, would definitely certain, certainly be helpful as well. So I think it's, it's, it's absolutely genius and I hope she gets all of the money that she's looking for. Absolutely. Support for that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Up next, black excellence in the form of charitable donations. Oh, we'll tell you which stars are giving big this month. You're watching Fox Soul's Black Report. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Fox O's Black Report. Michael Jordan donates $10 million to the Make-A-Wish Foundation to mark his birthday turning 60 years old. Yes, sir. It's the largest donation ever received from an individual in the organization's 43-year history. Oh, Jordan says he hopes the donation will inspire others to help fulfill the wishes of the kids waiting for their wishes to come true. Jordan first supported Make-A-Wish in 1989 and has been a partner with the foundation for 34 years. He turns 60 tomorrow. He is a fellow Aquarian along with Anita Baker. Mm. Uh, I, uh, I no, Ali is a Capricorn. Um, Brandy, okay. uh, Oprah Winfrey, mm -hmm. Must I Continue, Anita Baker. Does Anita Baker must well, I Well, you can talk about auntie all day long. <laughs> we can talk about auntie. That's cool. Y'all are so sweet. But uh, Michael Jordan, good deal. We appreciate you, brother. Happy birthday. Enough about Michael Jordan. Enough about Michael Jordan, respectfully. Thank y'all. Let's talk about... Someone else's birthday. Oh, yes. Courtney, happy birthday Thank to you. Thank you, fellow Aquarian. I love it. Y'all are so sweet. Yeah. Thank you. Got Messing you. with my girlish figure with this cake here. Hey, you can have a, <laughs> a, nice, a nice little slice. Indulge a little bit. Josh Landon, thanks for joining us today. You'll be back tomorrow for Foxo's Black Report. Oh, so sweet. <laughs>